Well, hi, everyone. Daniel Williams here, senior editor at MGMA, host of the MGMA Podcast Network. Um, We are here today with another MGMA Member Spotlight podcast. We're with Charles Bissett. He is Director of Optimizations and Integration at Wake Med. Charles, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are talking the first week of 2024. It's, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, when I get to my age, I'm going, oh my gosh, here the calendar turning again, you know, so it's it's uh it's all it's a relief you know we get through one year and then kind of turn the page to a new year so uh how are you doing i know you were telling me you kind of battled some different things during the holidays but you look you look good i can see you on the video so things look like maybe they're turning in the right direction for the new year things are things are turning in the right direction just to drudge through january (laughs) but yes we have we've turned we've turned the calendar well, good, good. Glad to have you here. So as I was mentioning, you're Director of Optimizations and Integration at Wake Med. Tell us a little bit about that place. What's the size and scope of that practice? Anything else you want to share about it? Sure. So Wake Med Health and Hospitals is a three-hospital system in Wake County, North Carolina. Um, the practice group is a, we're a large multi-specialty practice group with over a thousand providers, more than 120 practice locations, ranging from primary care, surgery, orthopedics. Um, we've, we've got just about everything. Our newest service line, oncology, came on, I believe, a year ago. Um, so we were a lot of providers, a lot of practices. Um, we are the the safety net hospital for the area. Okay, that's great to know. So um, tell us a little bit about your role then. How do you contribute to that organization's overall mission and vision? Sure. So, I mean, optimization integration is a fancy title for process improvement and operations is really what it is. Um, So I I work for the physician practice side of the house. um, And my role is process improvement and standard operations, uh, which covers a large area of scope um, from onboarding new practices, bringing in new workflows, new vendors, um, optimizing current workflows. Uh, especially with our EHR, um, to be more efficient. Okay. Okay. Share then with us uh, maybe some specific specific initiatives, anything else you might have led that uh, had an impact on WakeMed's operations, its patient care processes, anything like that that might be beneficial for our MGMA listeners? Sure. So Oftentimes in a practice setting, we we ask a lot of our frontline staff from check-in to check-out, answer phones, scheduling, taking payments, scanning, faxing, copying, washing windows, doing laundry. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not really, right? Anything non-administrative, non-clinical lands at that desk. And then we often turn to the front desk and say, well, how do we make it better? Well, which part, right? Because there's so much and so few people doing those that many tasks that you, you can be masters of none. So we've, we've taken a step back and we've started centralizing some efforts outside of the front desk. Um, one of those is we centralize scheduling. And so by pulling those scheduling calls off the front staff, they can now focus on the patients at hand that are in the office and our centralized staff can take care of the patients um, who are calling in trying to get an appointment, we can get the right, right provider, right time using algorithms and our EHR. And, and, and those algorithms allow one scheduler to schedule for our entire operation. Um, now, we do have pods of, of 
people who enter, you know, first up for surgery, but they'll be second up for primary care or whatever is lined up that way. Um, but that, that has seemed to work and, you know, it, it, it shows in the numbers, uh, before we did this, our abandonment rate in the practices for scheduling calls was somewhere in the 45% range. A lot of patients either leaving messages, not staying on the line, leaving a message. And we've got that down to 4%. So we're answering our scheduling calls. We're getting patients scheduled. And the beautiful thing about the algorithms and, and working with the EHR is they also work with our online scheduling tools. So eventually when a patient comes to wake med and they want an appointment, they'll be able to get the same appointment online calling or in the office. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Now you were talking a lot about some of those patient initiatives. Let's talk about it internally at wake med. It's not a surprise to anybody listening here, but culture is king. As they say at medical practices, we see the burnout rates, the stressed out rates, the turnover rates. So what have you been looking at from your role uh, in helping improve and keep that culture running along smoothly at uh, Wake Med? Well, I mean, it starts with communication, right? Um, mm -hmm. And and at times we we fail in that area as well, but it's it's all about communication. Um, and from the process improvement world, you know, Teichiono said, without standards, there can be no improvement, right? Well, the same thing, it goes along with culture. Everybody's got to be on the same page. You don't have to have the same standard or the same, but you have to be able to see where the boat's going. Yeah. Um, so as long as we can continue to communicate where the boat's going and getting everybody in the boat rowing in the right direction, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing we've got going for us right now. Okay. Now you, uh, raised your hand as a volunteer at MGMA. Uh, this is, uh, the MGMA member spotlight podcast we have several different podcasts but this member spotlight podcast i just want to reiterate to our listeners this is an opportunity we uh built out last year so we've been running this uh, show for about a year now where we really wanted to hear y'all's voices i mean i can go out there and talk to all kinds of healthcare experts i can talk to experts within MGMA's walls, and we have podcasts for those as well, but we really wanted to identify uh, the MGMA members. You're what makes our association what it is, and uh, y'all are on the front line of healthcare. So we sent out um, a member community call for action a while back. It might have been six or eight months ago. I don't remember, but Charles responded to that. So we get to know his story. Um, you can... Uh, Contact me at dwilliams at mgma.com if you want to be part of this, be on this show and uh, be interviewed and tell your story and your practice's story. Or we'll put another uh, alert out on that member community as well that you can respond to. So, Charles, for you specifically, uh, as I was saying, you've earned your ACMPE. So I want you to talk a little bit about your involvement with MGMA how it's benefited your professional development um, and how you've been able to transfer that to the operations at Wake Med. Well, I think earning the, the ACMPE, it allowed me to have a deeper depth of knowledge in managing practices, right? So at, the, at a hospital-owned practice group, we have a legal team. We have managed care that does contracts. We have a rev cycle that does payments and, and that kind of thing. So having to dive deeper into that kind of subject matter to, to pass the examination 
it, it allows you to see those inner weeds without actually being in the weeds. Um, so that's the biggest benefit that it's, that it's given me, um, along with the data dive. Uh, I, I can't talk enough about the data dive and, and using the benchmarks behind the data dive. And everybody wants to know, you know, how many per RVU this and how many per provider this. And uh, so the data dive is, is probably the biggest tool that we use. That's incredible. Yeah, data dive is uh, it's the heartbeat of MGMA, and I, I hear that time and time again from uh, MGMA members that that's oh yeah, MGMA is the data association. <laughs> you know, we really get connected with that data, and for a good reason because it's it is invaluable. Um, and so, thank you. I'm glad that it's benefited you as well. So. Let's talk a little bit more about your relationship with MGMA. Just tell me a little bit about uh, how'd you learn about it in the first place? What was your kind of entry point? And uh, have there been any specific resources, networking opportunities, anything else that you found valuable in addition to that MGMA data dive? Um, I, I would say I went to the um, I went I went to the conference in Orlando. I believe it was last March. Okay. Uh, and and it was eye opening to see how you know we go to these conferences whether it be MGMA or or, or ACHG or any of these other organizations out there, and people are like, why do you go? You're hearing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, but you're hearing it from a different point of view. You're hearing it in a different location, so you're going to pick up different pieces, and you might hear something that has absolutely nothing to do with the conference that you bring back to the organization that you're with, and and it and it fixes something because somebody in a uh, at lunch said something about, you know, A plus B equals C. And you said, oh, man, that is right. Um, so I, I think just the, the opportunities that the that MGMA presents to, to network, to you know, listen to the webinars online, to go to these conferences, it all opens up doors that we don't even know are there until we get there and say, oh, well, you're having the same problem I'm having. And that's generally what we hear, right? You, we all think we're in this sludge of of day-to-day -day operations. Then you get to like-minded people and you hear that everybody's having the same issues. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, this podcast is part of MGMA's member spotlight. So Charles is one of the many people that signed up to volunteer for this. You know, you get volunteer hours, you get other uh, benefits, and and basically you get your voice heard here by being part of this. Um, tell us about that, you know, that volunteer side of being uh, a member of MGMA. How has that benefited you? What what can you share with us as far as that's concerned? So I, I think it's the same thing, right? It's It's... Yeah, I have a I have a, a long, long path of where I've gotten to today. And it's mm -hmm. and it's not healthcare. It's 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 military, it's it's 911 operator, it's it's all this stuff. But along the way, you learn that every stop along the way, you pick up a piece of information and you drop a piece of information. And that's how you kind of build your your knowledge base. And so Anytime in a new organization, first thing you should do is volunteer, right? You may not be the subject matter expert. You may not be. A, I have no idea what I'm doing on a podcast, but I'm learning. Um, <laughs> and and so now I, I now I know what it's like. Um, yeah. But that's that's the key is volunteering. If if here's the thing, if you're volunteering, it's because the organization needs you to do something. Right. They're not going to be angry with you if you're not the best or the most knowledgeable or the 
but it is where you learn how to be the most knowledgeable, or at least knowledgeable. Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. And it does, you know, depending on what anyone's uh, career path is, who's listening, but I would think the kind of people who are listening are looking at professional development and professional growth and volunteering is one of those way, uh, ways that you do get noticed in an organization. So it is a way that they say, hey, this person has their, in the, you know, their stuff together, or they're at least going toward the path. They want to learn. They want to be a better employee. They want to be a better person. So with that said, Charles, last thing I want to talk to you about is we are conducting this interview uh, first week of January. It's when people do set goals. They set resolutions. They set all these things in motion for that new year. What are your goals and aspirations for 2024? So I, we've got a lot of big things going on. Um, the, we're going to continue the centralizing of things. We, we started, uh, you know, with the, with the scheduling. Now we're doing authorizations. That's a that's a bigger task to take on. Um, but our our key for for twenty four is going to be more of a digital access, a digital front door. Um, you know, those those algorithms allowing the patient to schedule with the right provider, also allowing patients to check in from their from their home. And when they arrive at the practice, there's no waiting room. There's no front desk. It's just, hey, here's the office, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's what we're going to try to do. So our goal for, for this year is to get a fully operational MOB with a concierge, not concierge medicine, but a concierge type of uh, folks at the front door that says, hi, Mr. Smith, I see you have an appointment with general surgery. It's on the second floor to your right. We see you already checked in. Um, and given the patient to say, you know, I read a study that 87% of all uh, airfare is booked online now. Wow. So the statement that our patients don't want this or can't do this or that's a thing of the past. And and so online scheduling and and e-check-in and, and that kind of thing, that's, that's what's going to drive us forward. Mm, that's remarkable. All right. Well, Charles, thank you for joining us on the MGMA Member Spotlight Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, everyone, that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, again, thanks to Charles Bissett, Director of Optimizations and Integration at Wake Med. Um, did want to just say again for this member spotlight podcast, reach out to me, D Williams at mgma.com if you are interested in being a guest on our show so we can hear your story and we can share that with other MGMA members. And thanks for being a listener of the MGMA podcast. Most physicians don't have the opportunity to learn the business of medicine. What docs don't get taught, Physician Business Training is a course developed by MGMA and administrators from Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. This interactive course provides in-depth physician business training that can drive personal and organizational success. Purchase now for yourself or your organization at physicianbusinesstraining.com and earn eight hours of CME credit. Again, go to physicianbusinesstraining.com to purchase and to learn more.